Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you watching our broadcast, and I'm praying that you are going to be inspired in your faith today, and you're going to dare believe that nothing is impossible with the God that you serve. He loves you. He cares about you. No matter what you're going through, it's not over until God says it's over. God will never say it's over until you win. So be the winner that God has called you to be. We're in the Southwest Believers Convention in Fort Worth, Texas, sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And once again, if you've been watching over the last several weeks, I've been bringing you the messages that I've had the privilege of sharing in this convention. Now, the convention has been over with for quite some time now, but the services were so powerful that we wanted to take the opportunity to bring them to you. So I want to encourage you to listen very closely. I'm going to take you into that service now and get ready because I believe you're going to be inspired, you're going to be uplifted, you're going to be encouraged, and before it's all over with, you're going to be shouting right there where you're sitting. Praise God. So watch them, and I'll be back in a few moments with some closing remarks. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 8, first of all tonight, Genesis chapter 8 and chapter 9. We'll actually begin with chapter 9. I've been talking to you this week about our covenant-keeping God. And the fact that he never promises something that he's unable to fulfill. He is the covenant-keeping God. Not only that, he is faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, my God is the covenant-keeping God. And my God is faithful. Now, if you study your Bible very closely, you'll find that he made numerous covenants. We have the Bible divided up into what is referred to as the Old Testament and the New Testament. Should have better, and some Bibles do this, should have uh, been rendered Old Covenant, New Covenant, because that's what it is. But you'll find that within, particularly the section called the Old Covenant, there are numerous other covenants. For instance, God made covenant with Adam. God made covenant with Noah. God made covenant with Abraham. God made covenant with David. And so it's important that we understand that God is covenant minded and he never breaks covenant. Psalm 89, 34 says, my covenant shall I not break nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. I've said several times this week that that has become one of my favorite scriptures because that's my foundation for believing for the impossible, believing that God will come through for me <clears throat> no matter what the circumstances might be. Why? Because God never breaks covenant and he never alters the thing that has come from his lips. And of course, we find that through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus, that a new covenant was introduced. And thank God we have the privilege of living under that new covenant. Now, the covenant I want to talk to you about tonight in particular by the direction of the Holy Spirit is the covenant that is mentioned in the very early chapters of the book of Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 9, first of all. And of course, he's dealing with Noah and Noah has just been delivered from that flood, he and his family. And verse 11 says, and I will establish my covenant with you. Speaking of Noah, I will establish my covenant with you. And then verse 12 says, 
This is the token of the covenant, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Everybody say perpetual generations. Look at your neighbor and say perpetual generations. Now the New International Version says a covenant for generations to come, for generations to come. Well, wouldn't that include our generation? Amen. So we need to pay very close attention to this covenant because it didn't end with Noah. He said it was for perpetual generations. Can you say amen to that? Now it actually begins in chapter eight, even though the first time we see uh, the phrase, I will establish my covenant with you regarding Noah and perpetual generation. It actually begins in chapter eight, right after Noah and his family came out of that ark. And look at verse 20. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings to the altar, uh, to the Lord. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart. Now notice two things that are taking place here. Number one, Noah is offering sacrifices, which means the shedding of blood. Amen. It was the shedding of blood. And then the next thing you see is God making promises. Sounds like to me, covenant. Are you still with me? shedding of blood, and then God begins making promises. And so once again, it says, beginning in verse 21 again, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake for the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. Now don't stop reading there because the promises are not finished yet. This is still part of the covenant. Are you still here? Look your neighbor and say, I'm still here. Are you still here? (laughs) While the earth remaineth, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Now that is just as much a covenant promise than our as God not, you know, destroying the earth by water again, destroying the earth by flood again. Notice what he said, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, once again, that is for perpetual generations. Seed time and harvest didn't cease when Noah and his family died. In fact, you'll see seed time and harvest principle all the way through the Bible. In in fact, uh, we, we, we live our lives based on seed time and principle, seed time and harvest principle. Can you say amen? Our thoughts are seeds. Our words are seeds. Our actions are seeds. Our finances, the apostle Paul teaches us, become seeds. So we live on this principle even today. Seed time and harvest has not ceased. So the first thing that Noah did after God delivered him and his family out of the flood 
was to build an altar unto the Lord and to offer him burnt offerings. And the first thing God did was to begin to make promises which are characteristic of establishing a covenant. And once again, one of the promises that are included in this covenant is as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So we have the privilege of experiencing that promise in our lives today. In fact, you need to get to the place to where it becomes the most important and the most powerful spiritual law that you ever learn. I've been asked many times, Brother Jerry, what is the greatest spiritual law you've ever learned? I don't hesitate. I don't, I don't take a lot of time saying it. The law of seed time and harvest. The law of seed time and harvest. Amen. It's what got me where I am today. And it's what's going to take me where God wants me to be tomorrow. And from now on. Amen. When Carol and I began to learn this, now I had heard of seed time and harvest as a child, even before I came to the Lord but it was always in a negative sense. You know, uh, people tend to believe the negative side of that. You know, how many of you ever heard when you were growing up, boy, one of these days you're going to reap what you sow. All those wild oats you've been sowing, they're going to come up. You just watch and see. And boy, they'd fight you over that. They, they, they believed it with all their heart. But if you take the principle on the positive side, then, you know, they balk at that. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe my words have anything to do with it. Well, the Bible says they do. Your words are seeds. And if you keep sowing negative seeds through your words, one day you're going to reap a harvest. You can have what you say. Oh, are you going to preach on that again? I, well, I already learned that. Well, why did you forget it? I like what uh, Brother Hagin told somebody one time. In fact, he said it a number of times. Somebody asked him, are you still preaching at Mark 11, 23 and 24? Why don't you give us something new? He'd reply with, when you learn this, we'll move on to something new. Amen. So words have everything to do with your outcome. Amen. You're justified by your words. You're condemned by your words. You're snared by your words. So that's not something that you learn and then you put it aside and move on to something else. A lady told me one time, Brother Jerry, we, we, we need something deeper than that. I said, lady, don't get any deeper than your mouth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it don't get any deeper than your mouth. I'm telling you, I thank God every day of my life that God sent Kenneth Copeland to Jerry Savelle. If nobody else got anything out of that meeting, Jerry Savelle is here and I'm here to stay. Hallelujah. Amen. You feel that way too? Give the Lord a shout if you do. <clears throat> Amen. So God is very serious about covenant. He's very serious about covenant. Say it with me again. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, this is God's promise to perpetual generations or generations to come. So let me ask you this. Is the earth still here? Then apparently this is for you and me, just like it was for Noah and his family. Amen. 
We're part of the generations to come. Amen. The New International Version says that this spiritual law, this covenant promise, will never cease. Will never cease. Another translation says, there will always be a time for planting and there will always be a time for harvesting. Amen. That's God's covenant promise. So planting without harvesting isn't natural. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. No matter where you are right now, financially, if you're not where you want to be, then the answer is keep on sowing. I'm not getting much response on this side. I'll try over here. If you're not where you want to be financially, keep on sowing. Amen. And, and Galatians, Paul picks up on this and Paul says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The Phillips translation says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. See, the government can't dictate your income. The IRS can't dictate your income. You're the one that's in control of your income. Hallelujah. We learned a long time ago to live to give. You know, I very seldom, and I'm not saying I don't have needs, but I very seldom pray over my needs. Here's what I pray. God, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God's Word says, He'll not only multiply your seeds sown, but He'll increase your seeds for sowing. I said, Lord, increase my seeds for sowing. Increase my seeds for sowing. If, if God increases my seeds for sowing, and I am a sower, then that guarantees that my needs will be met because you cannot stop a sower. Amen. You cannot, you cannot defeat a sower. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Now, once again, this is a covenant promise. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now, notice the next thing God did for Noah, chapter one, verse, or chapter nine, rather, verse one. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Notice God blessed Noah. And the word blessed means empowered to prosper, empowered to increase. And what is the major way that God established for prospering and increasing? Well, let's go back to Genesis chapter one because it all began there. Genesis chapter one, and let's see how God established the principle of prosperity and increase. Notice in verse 28, and God blessed them, talking about Adam, and God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I've given you every herb bearing tree or every herb bearing seed 
which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. Brother Copeland and Gloria and I were in, uh, I believe it was Birmingham, England. It's either Birmingham or Brighton. And we were doing uh, the, one of the believers conventions there. And Brother Copeland was preaching the opening night and I'm sitting there listening to him. All of a sudden I heard these words and Brother Copeland really wasn't talking about Genesis chapter one at that moment. But I just heard in my heart. What was the first gift I gave man after creating him? I said, you blessed him. You pronounced the blessing on him. He said, what was gift number two? Well, I'd never thought of it in those terms. I said, gift number two. He said, if gift number one was the blessing, what was gift number two? And I had to go back to Genesis chapter one and read it and think about it. And all of a sudden it just jumped out at me. The first thing God did for Adam was he pronounced his blessing on him. The second gift God gave Adam was seed. Seed. God was establishing in the very beginning how that man was to have his needs met. How that man was to have his life sustained with the blessing on his life and seed to sow. Amen. I give you every herb bearing seed. Doesn't that constitute a gift? I give you every herb bearing seed. Boy, I got so excited I could hardly stand still. I got back to the room that night and man, I, I, I went to studying that again and preaching on it uh, the next day. And uh, I, I called it the law of increase by association, the law of, of uh, not law of increase by association, but the law of increase. Amen. God blessed him and he gave him seed. And here it says, and God blessed Noah. He empowered him to prosper. He empowered him to increase. He gave him this reminder. This is how it started out with Adam. Seed harvest. And now he's saying to Noah, and for perpetual generations, generations to come, this is how you're going to have your life sustained, is by the law of seed time and harvest. Now, in Genesis, uh, where we just read verse 28 and 29, it says, and it shall be uh, for you meat. There are other translations that say provision. It shall be for provision. Seed is for provision. Say that with me. Seed is for provision. That's the principle upon which God established in the very first chapter of the book of Genesis. Amen. And even though Adam and Eve blew it, the Bible says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Amen. Amen. That spiritual law didn't go away. It's for perpetual generations. If you want to know how God is going to sustain you, right there, the law of seed time and harvest. Amen. The law of seed time and harvest. Praise God. You can give your way out of any situation. Sow your way out of any situation. Now remember, 
Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25, I won't ask you to turn there, but make a note of it. It says, uh, he that scattereth increaseth. Another translation says, it's possible to give it all away and yet become richer. Amen? Amen. Seed time and harvest. Now remember, this is a covenant promise and God takes covenant seriously. Let me remind you of uh, Isaac during time of a famine. And God said to him, I will bless you. Don't go to Egypt. You sojourn in the land that I will tell thee of. And I will bless you. I will empower you to prosper wherever I send you. Amen. And he didn't send him to a prominent place. He didn't send him to uh, a place where it was easy to increase and prosper. He sent him to a place where there was a famine. He said, but I will be with you. I will bless you. I will empower you to prosper. And the Bible says, and Isaac sowed in that land. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, people that don't believe in the hundredfold, they've come too late for me, praise God. I believe in the hundredfold. In fact, when Carol and I started out, tenfold wouldn't help us in the least. <laughs> we had to believe for a hundredfold. <laughs> you know, when you only got a couple of dollars to sow and, and ten times a, a, a couple of dollars, that won't get you far. We, we were forced to believe for a hundredfold. And I'm so glad we did. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, God honored Isaac's sowing, even in the most unfavorable conditions. Hey, you know what that says to me? Even in bad economy. Even when Wall Street crashes. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for that to happen. I don't want it to happen. But if it should, I'm covered. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm covered. Why? Because I'm a sower. And for God to fail to produce harvest in my life would be a violation of spiritual law and covenant promise. Can you say amen? Hello, friends and partners. Brother Jerry here. I am celebrating 50 years in the ministry, and to commemorate this special occasion, we put together a very special 50-year anniversary Bible. We call it the Favor Edition. It's a limited edition, and along with it, it's got several of my favor sermons and outlines that I've preached all over the world. Now I know they'll be a blessing to you. And along with that, you'll get a 40-page scrapbook of photos from beginning of this ministry right up to this present time. And I know that you'll enjoy reading it, looking at all the photos. Maybe you'll even find yourself in one of them. I want to thank you in advance for placing your order right now. And you can do so by going to our website, jerrysavelle.org. All the information on how to order this special Bible is available to you. Do it now. They won't last long, so be one of the first to order this special Bible. Thank you very much. It is time for you to see God's mountain-moving power in your life. 
It's available right now in the powerful book and three CD teaching, Marvels, Wonders, and Extraordinary Manifestations of the Greatness of Our God, Jerry Savelle reveals how God's plan is to continue doing the miraculous and bring a harvest of blessing. In this timely package, you'll learn three acts of faith that usher in God's wonders, the role angels play in the manifestation of God's greatness in our lives, the relevance of prophecy in the end-time harvest, the necessity of finances for the end-time harvest, how to position yourself for an abundant harvest, and more. Today is the day. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this powerful teaching, including the Marvels and Wonders book and CD set. Dare to mix your faith with what His Word has already promised. Begin to experience marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of His greatness today. Thank you so much for joining with me today, and I trust as you watch the message here at the Believer's Convention, I'm telling you, I had an awesome time preaching that message, but it's not over yet because we're going to continue it on next week's broadcast, and you don't want to miss next week because the best part's coming up, and you don't want to miss that part. We have a covenant with Almighty God, and that covenant includes marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of His greatness. God wants it to happen to you. So don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on His Word. Don't ever give up on your covenant with Him, because God is a covenant-keeping God. If you want to study this material on your own, right there in your home or wherever it is that you're watching this broadcast today, we want to make available to you the three CDs where I taught this in our church, Heritage of Faith Christian Center in Crowley, Texas. And then right along with it is my newest book. This just came out during this convention, and we are excited about being able to offer it to you. I don't know about you, but I love reading. I can't get enough reading. I can't get enough faith-building books. And if you're like me, praise God, you're going to want to get your hands on this book just as quickly as you can. Once again, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Now, if you're interested in ordering it, the information is on the screen right now, or you can log on to Jerry Savelle Ministries or jerrysavelle.org, and it'll tell you how to order it. But I also want to invite you to stay connected with us. We have many ways in which you can stay connected with this ministry, and it's designed to help motivate you, help build your faith, help encourage you. You know, we know uh, you get up every day, and sometimes you feel like, man, does anybody understand what I'm going through? Well, this is one of the ways that you can be encouraged. You can connect with us through Instagram, through Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, there's always faith-building, encouraging messages that you can relate to. Amen. I'm known as the down-to-earth preacher, the blue-collar preacher. I don't get out there so far and so deep that you can't understand it. I get it down on your level, and I know that it'll minister to you. So stay connected with us. And I want to say a special thanks to my partners. Partners, you're so special to this ministry. I don't know what I'd do without you. That's the honest truth. I don't know what I'd do without you. I wouldn't be able to travel all over the world as I do. We wouldn't be able to establish more and more Bible schools every year. We wouldn't be able to build orphanages and support other ministries as we do. Your partnership is vital to us, and we appreciate it greatly, and we pray for you. And I want to pray for you right now. 
that God is going to bless you beyond your wildest imaginations, not only so your every need will be met, not only so that you can take care of your family, but praise God, you'll have plenty left over where you can get involved in helping and supporting other people as well and supporting the ministries that have blessed you the most. Thank you once again. Join with me next week as we continue this message. Don't forget now, and I want you to always remember your faith will overcome the world. 